so I've been working from home a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. And um, my background is like just a wall of our living room. And I have like instrument corners. So I have a guitar that I don't really know how to play. I have a banjo that I do know how to play. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm in a band with that one. I have an organ. Somewhere there's an accordion in there. Um, so I was like, you know what? We could do like Fridays or whatever day. I could like play a song. I was like, do a request and then I'll play a song. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's so fun. Um, so far I've played um, Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. Good one. But he did a like a, a new rendition of it. My mom actually found it on YouTube. I was really proud of her for just wow. like, finding this video. Yeah. Go, mom. go Mama C. Um, so it's like hands, washing hands. Oh, Don't yeah. touch me, I won't touch you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that request. And then I didn't have any requests for a while, but then... Um, we've got some country fans in my with my coworkers, uh-huh. and so one was like country, and then another one was like yeah '90s country, like the Judds, and like I don't think I knew I know like Winona Judd, I know the name, but I yeah. don't think I'd ever heard any of her songs when she was mm-hmm. touring with her mother as right. the Judds. Uh-huh. Um, and so I text uh, country music expert uh, Aaron. That's me. Yep, and <laughs> I was like, I was like, quick, what are the top songs of '90s country? And, like, maybe a Judd song. Yeah, I gave so, you a good smattering of choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My gut had been just go look up the Runaway Bride soundtrack and do a country song from there, which sure. is, like, Dixie Chicks or Faith Hill. Yeah. Um, that's what I was starting to do. But, no, we – Aaron directed me towards Love Can Build a Bridge. Oh, no, I said it wrong. It's so hard for me. It's Love Can Build a Bridge. What did you, you say? A bridge. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's slightly different. Now showing the All My Movies podcast. Please silence your cell phones and enjoy the show. Hello. Hi. My name's Mary. My name's Aaron. And you're listening to the All My Movies podcast. This is season two, and we are Woo-hoo. talking about Emma Thompson. The highs, the lows, um, the fake noses all of it it's all emma thompson (laughs) all the time season two for all my movies yes uh you got me with the fake noses (laughs) i was nanny mcphee i was like i don't know Uh, yeah no no that's that's a good point (laughs) i was gonna say uh in this movie today we're talking about saving mr banks and i feel in this movie emma has some amazing facial wrinkles very expressive wrinkles. I, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I, they were. Uh, I feel like they very much got her point across of her consternation with Mr. Disney. That's a good point. It's a very, and I'm realizing that um, maybe our first season, if you've listened to our Sandra Bullock episodes, like um, she didn't seem to be as much of a character actress. Like she was. As I've been going back, we've been reposting our Sandra episodes. So if you mm-hmm. missed those, you can go back and, and listen to those. And I was listening to some of them. And at one point, we were like, yeah, every movie, she's like this lonely outcast. <laughs> that was kind of her shtick. She was. She, like, you mm-hmm. know, while you were sleeping and in the lake house and in all of these movies, yeah. she's just kind of, like, out on her own. Uh, you know, she did a lot of, like, romantic movies, romantic comedies. There was a thriller or two in there that we did, Premonition. Yeah. Um, whereas Emma really just gets into character uh, and, mm-hmm. and, has, and does a lot of different things. Uh, so it will be really interesting from this season, from last season, just the differences in movies that we watch. Because with Sandra, they yeah. were usually all feel-good, happy things. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say that these are going to be a little tougher to watch, some of Emma's. But one thing that connects our seasons one and season two is, like, we're yes. going to do six degrees of, you know, Kevin Bacon here. We're going to do six degrees of separation. Or how many degrees of separation can we get from Sandy to one of, to the movie that we did today? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, Mary, I see that you have, uh, the note here of, of how many degrees of separation is it from this movie from, um... Saving Mr. Banks and Emma to Sandy. Yes, I did write this down. And you know how I got it? I read the oh. back of my DVD case. Uh-huh. That's how I got it. And it nice. says, director, John Lee Hancock. 
the blind side. And I was like, wait, the blind side? Like, the blind side? With Sandra Bullock, the blind side? Where she won an Oscar? What? Yes, it's that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have one. This is the one that I thought you were going to. Oh. My one is Tom Hanks. Because Tom Hanks and Sandy were in incredibly, extremely loud and incredibly close together. Oh, that's right. I forget that they're both mm-hmm. in that. They're both in Spoiler it. alert, Tom Hanks dies. Um, so maybe they maybe not had too many scenes together. They had at least one. <laughs> but they had to have at least one. Uh, but that was my degree, is Mr. Tom That's Hanks. That's a good point. Oh. So this is actually, this, this is our second Tom Hanks movie. Who who doesn't love Tom Hanks? There is a side note. There We yeah. love Tina and Amy. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. for those of you who aren't on first name basis, with the queens of comedy. Uh, and when they hosted the Golden Globes this one year, there was this, like, there was, like, Lupita Nyong'o and David, I'm not going to say that his name right, but they had all these, like, oh, really yellow? hard and comp, Mahershala Ali, like, all of these crazy names, yeah, yeah. complicated names that they had to say. And they said them all perfectly. And then they said, and also joining us today is Mr. Tam Honks. <laughs> <laughs> and they said his name wrong. And that always I forgot that so Sometimes one. I like to say Tam Honks. <laughs> Tam Honks. Oh, I knew I was going to screw that one up. So funny. And we can talk a little bit more about Tom Hanks in a little bit. We'll talk about where this fell in his career timeline. Um, But like we said, today we're playing Saving Mr. Banks based on a true story of the author P.L. Travers selling her rights to the famous and one and only Mary Poppins stories Mm -hmm. to Mr. Walt Disney. Uh, And this this came out in 2013. And here we'll just play the trailer, a little snippet of the trailer for you to get in the mood. Winds in the east, mist coming in, like something is brewing, about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, we are beginning our descent into Los Angeles. Welcome, Mrs. P.L. Travers, to the City of Angels. It smells like jasmine, chlorine, and sweat. (laughs) Introducing the creator of our beloved Mary. Poppins. Never, ever just married. Oh, great trailer. Great trailer. That was a good one. Good one. I love the music <laughs> in it. Just makes uh, me want to watch it again. So now that you've heard the trailer, uh, Mary, why don't you give us a little uh, brief Twitter summary of what this movie is about? Yes, in 140 characters or less. Mm. Here we go. Can she do it? <laughs> Emma is P.L. Travers, author of Mary Poppins. Tom Hanks, as Disney, woos her for the rights. Travers is stubborn and has flashbacks to her childhood. Let's go and fly a kite. Ah, very nice. Mary, was this the first time you saw this movie? No, Erin, I actually own this movie. Um, Of course you do. Yes, I think I bought it fairly soon after it was released back yeah. when fergus the town i live in still had a target our target closed down a couple years ago i'm still That's bitter so sad it's so that was sad. like a nice so little great. target too because mm-hmm. there's no one anyone in there that's probably why i, I know and that's yep yep <laughs> you summed it up right there yeah thank you. um anyway i bought it and then i had this tradition with my um some extended family to like watch a movie over like the longer easter weekend so mm-hmm. i like Took it out to Grandma's, and we watched Saving Mr. Banks. So I bought it, like, without having seen it, because I don't think I was able to get oh. to it in the theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. I was just like, I know I'm going to like it, because I love Mary Poppins. Because, fun mm-hmm. fact about Mary... Juliet, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have to be very specific here. Mary Poppins yeah. versus you, Mary. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when I was, like... I think I was a sophomore in high school... There was like a week where I just watched Mary Poppins every day at least once. Sometimes mm-hmm. I would watch it more than once. Sometimes yeah, I would just good. like sleep out in the living room and let the lullabies get me to sleep. Oh my god! Because there's multiple this. lullabies in this. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. I just really like Mary Poppins. You liked it so much that you starred in the local theater house production of Mary Poppins. That is correct. You were statue. I was a statue of Queen Elizabeth, so I had to stand still while being moved on a rolling, like, platform. You didn't follow that her. That was exciting. I did it any, none of the times. None of the I times. did, like, cramp up occasionally. Well, you had to so, stay real still. I ate a lot of bananas. That's how and I you got had through. A, and you had to be covered in gray paint. Yeah. Oof, yep, I did that. 
I was like covered in baby powder, like my hair had baby powder in it. So I was just a mess after the show. <laughs> uh, so what do you remember from your viewing of this movie originally? Any oh, yes. Yeah, I remember liking it, but I was also like, oh, I'm watching this with my grandma who's in her 90s and there's like a person kind of committing suicide. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> right. Of all the movies, though, that you could watch with your grandma, probably pretty safe. Yeah. Yep. How about you, Erin? When do you remember when you first saw this one? No, I feel like whenever we have this question, I never have the right answer. Like I don't, <laughs> I I know that I've seen it before, but I do not yeah. remember where I saw it or who I saw it with. I just um, remember thinking, Colin Farrell looks good on a horse. Um, oh, I there he's there's another movie, Winter's Tale, where he rides in on a horse. I'm like, yep. I think that was my only memory of it. All right, Colin Farrell. <laughs> there you have it. You heard her your first. You heard her your first. Colin Farrell. I don't uh, Delightful. Delightful. So this movie came out on December 20th, 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, it debuted at number 19. So this was, Ooh. it came in right above Inside Llewellyn Davis and Captain Phillips, another Tom Isn't Hanks movie. Also Tom Hanks, yeah. Also Tom Hanks, yes. And it was right below 12 Years a Slave and Gravity, our girl Ooh. Sandy. Mm-hmm. Other debuts that came out that week was American Hustle, the David O. Russell film. Uh, mm-hmm. It was at number 15, followed by Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues at number 5. A Medea Christmas debuted at 3. And oh. at the number one spot, new that week, was The Hobbit, Desolation of Schmaug. Um, Quick question. I'm not yeah. as familiar with The Hobbit franchise. Is that the last <gasps> one? No. Or the second one? That's the second one. It goes Unexpected Journey, Desolation of Schmaug, and then uh, Battle of the Five Armies. Okay. So that's when that one is. I didn't hop on the Hobbit train until Battle of Five Armies. And then I just watched them all in one day, and that was a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. They're long. There's many, many dwarves. Yeah. Um, And, you know, are they good? Uh, It's hard to tell. But my brother and I, we would watch. We bought all the DVDs, and we watch all the extended bonus features. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which are amazing. Like, I love all of those, like, making of things. Right. Uh, so we we watch the heck out of those. Uh, whereas we quote we quote the special features more than we would quote the movie. Oh, um, interesting. Yes, and it's like the people who made the movie. I feel like are my friends now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mary, can you guess the budget for this film? Big stars. Okay. A lot this of this film. Yep, it was set in like the past, so they had to do some. Mm-hmm. Maybe some I mean, Disneyland set. pretty much looks the same, though, I would say, right? Okay. Well, they had to hire Costumes. all those extras in this from the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Giamatti um, had, like, this low-key role. So yeah, but he's, like, the best thing in the movie? I love Ralph. Mark? Yeah. Oh. So good. Any, um, so just for Ralph alone, that's at least... I have no idea. Um, it's less fif- than, I, I, than I thought 50 it would million. No. No. Higher or Lower. Lower. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I was surprised. I don't 40 know what million? Makes. So, on the source that I found, it said yeah. 35. Oh. So, you know. Okay. I feel like that's an adequate number. Uh, domestically, it made 83 million, and then worldwide, 118. Nice. And it has pretty good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. There's a 79% critic rating and an 84% mm-hmm. audience rating. Okay. So, quite good, I would say. Uh, now we'll go through kind of some of the career timeline of where this fell in some of our uh, the big actors in this movie. So we're going to start with Colin Farrell, uh, nice. the Irishman. Uh, so before this, he had done Winter's Tale, which is the one where he rides the horse. Uh, Miss Julia, okay. which I don't know what that is. And then The Lobster, which have you, I never saw it, but do you know what that one's about? Yeah, I've heard the premise. Yeah, it's like, like you, you have to find who you love or else you turn into an animal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then after this, he did Total Recall, Seven Psychopaths, and Dead Man Down. Haven't seen any of those. Nope, Sorry, none. Uh, and then much, much later, then he does Harry Potter and the Crimes of Grindelwald. <gasps> or the, I guess he's in the first one, Fantastic Beasts. That's right. And then he turns into Johnny Depp, who looks like a crazy person. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, probably our one of our biggest stars is Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. So before this, he had just done Bridge of Spies. 
uh, Ithaca, A Hologram for the King, and Sully. I think I've seen Sully on that list. I've seen Bridge of Spies. Okay. That's it. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then after this, slash during this, because Captain Phillips is on the list. So we did Captain Phillips, Cloud Atlas, and then here's our movie, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. That's right. And then Emma Thompson, before this, she did Effie Gray, A Walk in the Woods, and Barney Thompson. And then after this, she would be the voice in Brave of the mother. That's and right. then Beautiful Creatures and The Love Punch. So this is our to- our movie with Tom Hanks. Mary, what would you say is your favorite Tom Hanks movie? My favorite Tom Hanks yeah, movie? Yeah, what do you like? What would you say is up there? I mean, there's a lot. He's got so much to choose I believe from. it is the other Sleepy movie, uh, <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> I like how you call although, it the other sleeping movie. Yeah, uh, although you've got Malos up there. I think I You've like Sleepless Mail in Seattle better. I mean, I do really like Sleepless in Seattle. Mm. I like some of the older ones. So I really like, I like Big. I think Big is super cute. Um, mm. We used to watch Dragnet. Did you ever see that one? I saw the TV show. Where they're show. like detectives. Yeah, it's him and Dan, okay. Dan Aykroyd, I believe. So let's talk about this movie. Uh, yes, let's. Like we said, this is the story of how P.L. Travers sold the movie rights to her famous beloved children's series, Mary Poppins, to mm-hmm. Walt Disney, and how this was not an easy done deal, how <laughs> there was a lot of struggles, and how she was very uh, stern in what she wanted her the movie yes. to be. She had a lot of demands. Uh, and that's one part of the movie, and then the other part is uh, her childhood and kind of, you know, some of how Mary Poppins came to be. Uh, and how the Bankses came to be. Because, again, this is mm-hmm. not called Making Mary Poppins. This is called Saving Mr. Banks, which is a very important theme throughout the movie. So when this movie opens, it starts with Colin Farrell. And no, he... Aaron, oh, it starts what? with clouds. It matches oh, Mary Poppins. It starts and I'm ends sorry. with clouds. You are correct. It starts and ends with clouds. Just like Mary <laughs> Poppins. I like that, that it like ties it back. And like the music throughout is all so good. based it makes on you Mary Poppins songs. you want to watch the movie real bad. Yeah. It's very good. And uh, you forget, like, how really good the music is. That was my favorite scenes, I think, is them, is BJ Novak and Jason Schwarzman <laughs> trying yes. to write the songs. Like, it, you know, how, again, side pause. We don't really know how accurate this movie is to life. I did do some research about P.L. Travers and about her mm-hmm. life and what she thought of the Mary Poppins movie. Spoiler, she did not like it. <laughs> um... But in the movie, like, those are my favorite scenes of them, like, figuring out the songs and him playing it on the piano and stuff. Uh, I thought was really great. So, like we said, this kind of goes on parallel tracks of two different points in P.L. Travers' life. Uh, So we're going to do that, too. So instead of trying to go jump back and forth about the timeline of the movie, we're going to talk about her childhood first. And then we'll talk about the stuff that happens with Walt Disney. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, P.L. Travers' childhood, Mary? Why don't you just kick us off of where we start our story? Yes. So we start in uh, a town. <laughs> I don't know the name of it. <laughs> in Australia. Um, and you see her family is moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and you come to find out, like, her dad is an alcoholic and struggles with that. And he's probably been fired. And they're moving to a town, I think, in Australia, don't they call it, like, in the bush? Or the brush or something it's the, like that. It's the end of the line. Yeah. On, on the train. The very end of the line. So they move up there and he's going to try again at another bank. Oh, and her dad is just, like, a great dad. And, like, you see where mm-hmm. she gets um, her imagination. Like, there's fun, like, cuts to, like, little P.L. P. Travers imagining things. Uh, and it's just really cool like that. Yeah. She definitely idolizes her dad. And there's definitely yeah. points in the movie uh, where she says, you know, Dad, I want to be just like you, and mm-hmm. um, which also breaks Colin Farrell's heart because he knows that he's not really – he's a good dad, but he's not really the best man. Like, he clearly is very depressed uh, and even says you – know, tells him, you know, we're, we're cursed with Irish souls. Uh, P.L. Travers, her dad, was, there, was from Irish ancestry. He was born in England, and her mom oh, okay. was Australian. And, um, you know, says, you know, this world is an illusion – and, uh, yes, he's drinking a lot. But you don't see that quite 
right away. You know, he just wants to play with her and let her pretend to be a chicken and chase them around. Mm-hmm. And and he tells um, her that this their horse is Uncle Albert, who has turned into yeah. a horse by an old nag or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's, so her childhood was filled with, like, fun and games, um, but obviously a little instability because they had moved. And the mother just seems to be very, like, obviously loves Colin Farrell, but mm-hmm. obviously knows that he has a serious problem. And so there's two daughters that, and then a little baby. So that's yep. what they have in their family. Uh, and then Colin Farrell, you know, is starting to be late to work. And uh, uh, she shows up at the bank one day and he's literally getting fired. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, says, Dad, have you been fired again? And the bank manager is like, no, no, I, you know, it's okay. And tells him, like, you have to clean up your act or else you're really gone. Yeah. If not uh, for me, for your daughters. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough mm-hmm. to watch. And then there's a fair and Colin Farrell is supposed to give out the awards. Uh, and But instead he goes to the tent and has a few pints or drinks yes. or whatever and then gets up on stage and kind of makes a good speech. He kind of makes a Mr. Banks S speech about how good the bank is and how it's good yes. to invest your money. Um, but then he kind of just loses it. And I had such a hard time watching this part. I know. Because um, he calls Ginty up there. And, and he can't remember how old she is. Can't remember how old she is. And then he says, oh, you know, she has her money in the bank. And he means to say, give her a hand. But he says, give her a drink. And, of course, mm-hmm. this crowd just... <gasps> and uh, and then he falls off the stage. And then from that point on, he really goes downhill. Um, yeah. And he, I can't tell, like, if, like, the alcoholism brings on this other disease but he's like you see him coughing up blood like is that tuberculosis I, that's what i, I was know. gonna say i'm guessing yeah cause this is in the early whatever 19 1900s no, I 1900s think, right? so uh I, yeah that's what i would say that it was yeah. tuberculosis and so he's laid up in bed um mm-hmm. and then he asks like ginty to go get him his booze yeah. and um she said she finds one she finds it but her then, mom is really disappointed in her yeah. and like you see at one point she's like i know you gave it to him and then mm-hmm. she like take like and she says take care of your sisters and she like walks off into the night um, this is the part that i didn't really understand because at that point so ginty and her little sister are lying in bed the mom comes in it's dark and she's mm-hmm. like in her nightgown and she says i know you gave it to him i know you always loved him more than you loved me take care of yeah. your sisters and then she leaves and so like at that point you think that Colin farrell is dead and clearly the mother is going to go kill herself. And she does try. Yeah. She, like, walks into this lake and mm-hmm. Ginty follows her, rides the horse and follows her and basically, like, brings her out of it. And the mom, like, apologizes and then they come back to the house. But I feel like, I feel like that's a very odd time for the mom to try to kill herself. I don't know. Obviously, she's obviously super depressed, too. Yeah. But I, I thought that she was going to kill herself because the dad had died. But... He was still alive. I don't know. So after that, yeah, I'm not so sure. I don't. I just thought that that was a funny part. Mm-hmm. So then after the um, she comes back into the house. Then she calls the aunt, and so that had kind of, her sister. That had been kind of a running joke with Colin Farrell and Ginty about like she was you know kind of this wicked witch or uh, you know when yeah. the east wind comes you know and mm-hmm. uh, and when she enters the door, who does she resemble that we think that we know? Mary Poppins. Yes. Like, she's got the carpet bag and the umbrella with the bird Mm -hmm. face on it and everything. Yeah, she's pulling out all of these things from her carpet bag. Like, a a plant and then, like, a a cup and saucer, like, ready to go. Yeah, just ready for tea. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she's a little, you know, spit spot, like, you're going to help out. Mm -hmm. She does a couple of the lines, like, we are not a codfish, that kind of thing. All those fun things. So this is clearly kind of our Mary Poppins-y inspiration i don't know it kind of seems like things get a little better like Mm -hmm. things are just more ordered and like the mom is more at peace with her sister there but then Mm -hmm. um the dad kind of takes a turn for the worse and there's one scene where um ginty has written him a poem and he just like totally dismisses it Mm -hmm. like he's just hurting he wants to drink and not listen to a little girl's poem and then later she like comes up to him like i I rewrote it Mm -hmm. because his comment was like it's not yates is it it's like oh ouch Mm -hmm. she's like 10 maybe i know it's tough colin farrell's character passes away Mm -hmm. and um at that point he had she had asked him like can i get you anything to make you feel better and he says go buy me some pears 
And so she's out of the house buying pears when he dies. Uh, yep. And then she drops the pears on the floor. And then she kind of takes it out a little bit on the ant. She says, you know, you were supposed to make everything better and you didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously the aunt is obviously upset and the mom's very upset. And um, and that's pretty much what we see of the childhood section. At the fair, there's like a carnival, uh, what do you call it? Carousel. Carousel. Yeah. So, like, you see that, and that ties into, like, just some of the things, they're really good yeah. at, like, tying them back to present day. So, that's nice. There's a spot when adult P.L. Travers comes into her new hotel room before she meets Walt Disney, and there's a fruit basket and has a bunch of pears in it, and she, mm-hmm. like, takes them out and throws them in the pool. There's a point in the yeah. movie where she demands that there should be no red in the film, and then we cut to the childhood, and there's some, like, red clothes on the laundry. You know, so there's just, like, little mm. subtle things like that that they did a nice job of tying back and forth between the two timelines. Yeah. And then, of course, one of the bigger you know, I don't want to say reveals, but so when she's an adult, she's known as P.L. Travers. That's her pen name. Um, But her actual name is Helen Goff. And it was her father. His name was Travers Goff. So she named herself like after him um, Mm -hmm. and then took on the name Pamela uh, instead of Helen. So that's kind of how she came, came upon her pen name and that's the name she went by and throughout the movie she's very Mm -hmm. funny she's like it's mrs travers that is my name um when people try to call her pam walt disney really wanted to call her pam or pamela and uh she was very insistent on mrs travers so that's what she you know Mm -hmm. put her name out there as her dad's name that pretty much wraps up the childhood section where we see you know her as a young girl is very lively and fun and very imaginative and and free caring but also the hardships yeah of her family and with her father. But then, as an adult, she's kind of a different person. Mary, why don't you tell us about P.L. Travers as an adult? Yes. What she What's some we, of her characteristics? Yeah. I think we first meet her, and we still see, like, some of the, like, creativity, because she's, like, trying to think of, like, what you could call cherry blossoms. They're pink clouds on sticks. But she's also, like, just very... Um, the first interaction she has is, like, with her agent. He's like, you don't have any more money. <laughs> And she's just, like, very short with him and just very... Very rigid. Brunt. Yeah. And, and like, sure, you'd expect that from British, but it seems, like, <laughs> amplified. Like, the agent is British, and he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's like, I consider you a friend. And she's like, mm, no. No, yeah. like, that's not what this is. Yeah. You're my agent. Yeah. She definitely took a right turn from, like, playful, whimsical child to, like, adult, yeah. but still with, like, a mind and... And, you know, at one point we see her, like, building a little gazebo with, with leaves. You yes. Know? So she's still very creative. Which she did a lot as a yeah, child. Yeah, she's still very creative so. and very imaginative. But now she just kind of has this persona of, uh, yeah, strict rigidity and formality. So the agent has come over. Um, I think had she ca- she'd canceled her car and he was very upset with her. Uh, but, like, she realizes, like, this is her, like probably a last ditch thing to like keep living um so yep she gets on the plane Mm -hmm. yeah she won't write any more books and so this is her last chance to make some money is to sell the rights to walt disney who we learn has been courting her and mary poppins for over 20 years to try to get the movie that's crazy because Mm -hmm. i guess one of walt his daughters walt's daughters really love the stories yeah and like he made a promise to his little girls so like they're old you know like they're in their 20s or 30s maybe and he's still working on getting the rights to mary poppins Mm -hmm. so she does she flies out to la um Mm -hmm. and she meets her driver who is ralph who is paul giamatti and uh he's a great character in this Mm -hmm. and and he's just really sweet yeah very sweet and very understanding and also not too pushy with her (laughs) right and uh um later on she says that he's the only american she likes <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's funny so he i don't know how long she was in hollywood that doesn't really say the timeline it's kind of funny but yeah. at the end of her time there like he's saying goodbye to her and she was like oh i actually don't know your name <laughs> like she never asked him his name this whole time yeah um but we learned that ralph um has a daughter who is handicapped uh, is in a wheelchair, and um, he that she loves Mary Poppins books. 
Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, at the end, Mary Poppins tells Ralph, gives him a list of all other people who had had disabilities, like... Um, and overcame them. Yeah. Franklin I think it was Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. And who did all these great things. She's like... Was it Franklin or Teddy? Well, Franklin was in a or wheelchair, was so I'm gonna go with him. Okay. I think I heard Teddy. <laughs> okay, and I maybe. think he had, like... Maybe attention deficit. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt definitely had some ADD problems. You would know. You worked at his theme park. Right. I guess not. His theme, theme park. His n- Near his national park. Near it. Near yeah. it. <laughs> and tells Ralph that his daughter can do anything that she wants. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of... And Ralph is, you know, kind of there for PL as she navigates the craziness that is Right. LA and he's and not one of, like... He's not one of Disney's men yeah because there's yes, like men. the i forget his name there's a director played by mm, what's his bradley face from the west wing there bradley we go whitford. played yeah. by bradley whitford and then there's the sherman brothers mm-hmm. who are the music and lyrics guys yeah i um, love it that it was b that it's bj novak i've just been watching the office a lot so it was just really Same. fun to see ryan the temp mm-hmm. uh in there singing and dancing and stuff And so she meets them, and she says, uh, Ralph drives her right to the studio, and she meets BJ and the gang, and she's like, nope, I want to see Walt Disney, because she hasn't signed over the rights yet. She's like, I'm here Mm -hmm. just to hear what you have to say and work with you, and if I don't like how things are going, then uh, you're not getting the rights, and we're done here. So basically, they really have to please her. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's very particular about a lot of things. We mentioned, yes. like, she didn't want red in the picture and different things like that. And she didn't yeah. want and animation. Was... Yep. Big on that. And she originally also did not want it to be a musical. She said, Mary Poppins does not sing and dance about. Like, that's not her. Yeah. Uh, she... But I guess in the books she has, like, recitations. Yeah. And so Walt Disney was like, no, but she does this. and mm-hmm. But no, I guess those were not songs, mm-hmm. guys. But they, I haven't read many of the books to know have, the difference. I read, but I you just have? read, I think I read one. And they're just okay. like cute, fun little stories and adventures that they have and stuff. It's not exactly like the movie. Right. Um, but they're cute. They're fun. I know. I kind of wanted to get them for my nieces and nephew and like little books for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be cute. Uh, so they're showing PL a few of the things. They're showing Emma a few of the things that they've come up with. And uh, she, you know, is very much like, no, no, this is all wrong. The house is mm-hmm. wrong. And why does Mr. Banks have a mustache? That's not right. Yes. And uh, then she likes. Why is the mama suffragette a silly a, suffragette? A silly suffragette. She had a different name and so yeah. she made them change it. And she said yes to the parrot umbrella handle. That was like all she would sign off on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. Um, Things are kind of like a pull and tug and, you know, they're not, like, getting too much anywhere. Um, one of my favorite parts was, so they're playing her different songs. And yes. one of the they're songs They're doing the first like, song. The first song. And it's, they were rhyming constable with, like, ronstable or, like, a made-up no, word. No, responsible. Responsible. Thank you. And yeah. uh, Jason Sportsman is like, oh, it's just a fun made-up word. And she's like, it's nonsense. We need real words. And then he has the paper for supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> and he just, like, tucks it behind so she can't see it. It's so good. <laughs> it's perfect. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so things had kind of been going along. Um, and until they, uh, start working on, like, the Mr. Banks character, and I don't remember if they sang a song or they were just talking about him, and she just kind of loses it because she feels, you know, subconsciously or consciously that, like, Mr. Banks is her father, and she's like, why do you have to make him so mean? He wasn't mean. Why doesn't he repair the kids' kites? Why does he scream yeah. at them? Like, he Why wasn't does he mean. rip up their nanny letter? Like, yeah. he's like, you all are fathers. You all have children. Would you ever rip up a piece of drawing that they did in front of their faces? You know? So mm-hmm. she just is, like, crying and just, you know, leaves because she's just so upset because they've just made basically her father this really mean person. Uh, and so then after that, Walt Disney has, like, kind of subtly been involved of trying to persuade her and things. Uh, mm-hmm. And so this time he decides to take her to Disneyland. <laughs> the happiest place on earth. Right. Uh, so they get to pull up right to the gates. Uh, and they're mm-hmm. just walking around. And she's just appalled. She's, like, appalled by everything. She just thinks it's yes. garish. He has... Um... I think the best part is, like, they're asking for his autograph. Yeah. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I've got it. And he has, like, pre-autographed cards in his pocket. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And so he kind of just talks a little bit about, like, his passion and why he wants to do this and, and the promise that yeah. he made and things like that. And then he makes her get on the carousel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she refuses. And, of course, she's like, sit on the horse, Pamela. <laughs> so she finally gets on. And, and she's like, now, what, why am I sitting here? And he was like, oh, it's because I had a bet with the boys that I couldn't get you to get on a ride. <laughs> I just won 20 bucks. <laughs> That is great. So she rides the carousel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think it is kind of a little bit after that. Um, she had said, like, Mary Poppins doesn't come to save the children, you know. And uh, yeah. he puts it together that, you know, Mary Poppins has come to save the father. And so they make some tweaks. And so they make him fix the kite. And then yep, they... that's where we get let's go fly a kite, which is a great scene in the it's movie. Like it's They, like, sit emma down Mm -hmm. in a chair and then like two of the people get down on their (laughs) knees to be the kids and they're like they they fixed it and then a proper kite deserves a proper tail so like the mom gets in on Mm -hmm. it too um and then yeah emma actually starts dancing so one of the secretaries runs out to go get walt like she's dancing (laughs) you can't we can't believe it she's dancing yeah and That's she's like really singing great. along, and it's a mm-hmm. it's a great little scene of them just kind of having a good time. Uh, and then, uh, so things were going good, like they were making a lot of progress. And then they get to the um, part, which she, one of the things too, she didn't want Dick Van Dyke, which is true. The real P.L. Travers did not want Dick Van Dyke in the movie, and she also didn't want animation. So they get to the part where they're doing the uh, Jolly Holiday song. And she yes. was like, and she's how like, are... how do you train the penguins? Do you... I know he's got a lot of things, but can you really train a penguin to dance? And then Jason Schwartzman is just, no, it's it's animation, you know. And yeah. so she, at that point, she says, nope, I told you no animation. And mm-hmm. Walt Disney tried to explain to her, like, no, the characters aren't animated. It's just this one little scene. A few things are, the animals are animated. Right. And she says, nope, I'm done. And she gives him her paper and she leaves. And she flies back mm-hmm. to London. And then there's a knock on the door, and she, like, wakes up from her nap. Uh, who is there but Walt Disney? And he, like, sets her down. They have tea and whiskey. Um, <laughs> Walt Disney says, like, when in Rome. Because Pamela, like, does it. Like, she's the one who introduced yeah. it. Anyway, um, they just kind of – he just kind of shares about his mm-hmm. tough – how his, his dad was kind of tough on them. Like, his dad owned a newspaper and expected his brothers to do a lot of the delivery because he didn't want to have to pay other people mm-hmm. to be delivery boys. So, like, he was walking around with holes in his shoes, through drifts of snow in Missouri, mm-hmm. where it got really cold. And I was like, have you been up north? north? <laughs> yeah, like, Missouri is like, south there, son. Yeah. Right. I think – I mean, I do think they do get ice storms. But I, anyway, who knows? Back in the day, it's Walt Disney. Anyway. Um, so just kind of saying that. And, oh – before he had left, like, after she'd stormed out, uh, the secret he had two secretaries, or administrative assistants, if you were, as you, as it were, um, and they're like, yeah, she, that's not even her real name. Her real name's Helen Goff. So he, he's kind of like, well, who's Travers? So he, he's kind of put it together that she's, like, um, trying to honor her father in a lot of this work, and, and that the character's so close to her. Mm-hmm. I think at one point he also said, like, I couldn't imagine selling that mouse, meaning Mickey, to, yeah. is it Jason Schwartzman? Yeah. Like, one night late at the piano. Yeah, he um, talks about how he understands, like, how the Bankses and Mary Poppins are family to P.L. Travers, because Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. was family to him. And, you know, when Walt Disney goes and talks to her, you know, he had a very, you know, tough childhood, too, and, uh, you know, his dad was hard on him, but he also Mm -hmm. really loved him and respected his father, and he sees that and kind of tells P.L. Travers that, you know, he says, like, I understand it, like, Mary Poppins is there to save Mr. Banks and there to save you, and so he kind of feels that there must be some sort of burden of guilt that, like, she has about her dad, uh... And, uh, you know, because she gave him the extra alcohol or she was gone when he died. Like, they don't really say why, but um, so he was, he basically says, like, it's okay. Like, you give me these rights and we're going to make Mr. Banks, you know, the person that everyone sees and talks about. And these, this family, your family will live on and inspire Mm -hmm. other families. And they'll leave the theater singing these songs about your family and your characters and your father who is, you know, we're going to honor him correctly. 
And so after that, she does it. She signs over the rights and kind of washes mm-hmm. her hands of it. And then that was, I think things were going on in like 1961. And then we do a little time jump and it's a couple of years later. And it's time, time for, the premiere. for the premiere. But who did Walt not invite? <laughs> Pamela L. Travers. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't invite her to the premiere. And he used, the secretary says, you know, you know, that's not right. Like, she needs to come. Mm-hmm. And he says, I just have to protect the film. Like, she, we yeah. know she's not going to like it. And there's going to be reporters yeah. and, and he's movie like, the London and... premiere. That's more convenient. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so we see her back in her house. And her agent is still there. And says, like, oh, aren't you aren't you going? She's like, no, I don't want to go to that. You know, it'll just be a big show, his show, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And he said, oh, he didn't invite you, did he? And she was like, well, I wouldn't go anyways. And uh, he's like, now, would that be something that Mary Poppins would stand for? <laughs> and so she gets on a plane and flies out. <laughs> yes. And she's just in the office and Walt comes in and she's like, I'm here for my premiere. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great little scene. Yeah. Yeah. And so she goes, and of course, the premiere, there's just Pluto and Goofy and all these characters. Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. escorts and her in. And, yeah. And, uh, from, the, from the movie. From the yeah. movie, and everyone dressed up in costumes. And, and so mm-hmm. she goes in, and Walt's sitting behind her, and she's right beside Jason and BJ Novak, and, um, and then watches the movie, and obviously, you know, makes, is making a lot of great faces <laughs> yes. during certain portions. Mostly disgust. Yeah. Mostly disgust. Um, but then they get to the part where Mr. Banks is kind of like walking through the park by himself. And then she kind of is getting flashbacks, you know, to her childhood and her dad. And, you know, she really starts crying. Um, and like legit, like sobbing, legit crying and is, Mm -hmm. you know, getting a lot of emotion, repressed emotion out. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Walt leans forward and is like, it's, it's okay, you know, you know, we save Mr. Banks at the end. It's going to be okay. And she's like, it's the stupid animation <laughs> or something like that. She yeah. says that she's crying because the animation is so terrible. But that's kind of how it ends. They sing Let's Go Fly, Fly a Kite and she's like singing mm-hmm. along in the seat. And uh, and then it ends with the, the voiceover from the start of the Mary Poppins movie. Yes. Um, but it's Colin Farrell. And we see some clouds. And it's like, that was like, you know, Colin Farrell, again, has like a very nice, beautiful voice accent. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so that's that's how the movie ends. That's it. Yep. But if you stayed and watched some of the end credits, then they have pictures. You have pictures of the real premiere and you see the real people, P.L. Travers. Yes. And, and like Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. And then throughout the movie, while they were... Um, working on the script, P.L. Travers, Emma Thompson, she'd always said, I want this recorded so that everything we say is recorded. And at the yeah. end of the movie, they play the recordings from their sessions, mm-hmm. which is and hilarious. It's similar, like, they took that as, like, source content. Yeah. You can tell, like, some of the phrases are the same. Mm-hmm. And so that's Good. pretty much the movie. Um, again, mm-hmm. we kind of mentioned right at the beginning that P.L. Travers stated until, up until the day she died, that um, she passed away in 1996, that she didn't like the movie. Um, and had, and stuck by, and stood by that. Um, but yet, yeah. you know, then, so you kind of wonder, you know, they, they, she didn't like the original movie, and then they made a movie about how she didn't like to make the movie, and then they made a sequel to the movie. So you kind of wonder, like, right. what she would have thought and of all about like, that. And they've done, like, the, 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 I, I was in the Broadway show, yeah. which is different from the movie again. Yeah, different. So, so there's many iterations there's, out there. Yeah. So you kind of wonder what she would have thought about that. But it also said mm-hmm. that it did. I mean, it saved her home. She made a lot of money. She wrote more books after this. Yeah. Um, so so there there is that. So we don't really know how how much Walt Disney and P.L. Travers really got along or, you know, what the real story is. Yeah. But in the context of this movie, you know, it was a good push-pull um, you know, she stood her ground on a lot of things, but he, mm-hmm. you know, he gets his way in the end, but so I, d- I did like it. I, you know, I think it, I thought it was well done in my opinion, but yes. before we get to reviews from us, Mary, do you want to walk us through some fashion? We had early 1900s. We had 1960s. what you think? Oh, yes. Um, I guess I was mostly thinking about the, the 1960s, but you're right. The early 1900s mm-hmm. fashion was yeah. great because it was very like. Like, trying to be proper British with, like, the three-piece suit and, yeah. like, the the traveling mm-hmm. 
suit dress thing and like yes. the bonnets and the hats mm-hmm. um but it's also in australia so it's just like hot, dusty and dirtier hot and hot out back yeah so but yeah this is uh, I, you could probably tell, like, from their clothes, like, they're struggling middle class or, like, mm-hmm. lower class. Anyway. Um, yes. Very nice flowy white nightgowns. Yeah. There we go. There's your 1900s <laughs> fashion you. moment yes. there. Thank you. Uh, and then in the, like, 50s, 60s, um, I feel like Emma Thompson is just, like, very, like, British put together, like, mm-hmm. pencil skirt and top and, yeah. like. Bright red yeah. lips. Yes. Oh, and. I realized later, what, at one scene you see her, like, she's going to bed, and she's, like, barefoot, and her toenails are painted, yeah. and it's like, oh, girl, what and, are you doing? Um, in that same scene, I noticed she is, like, wearing all of her jangly bracelets in bed. It's like, take yeah. those off. <laughs> or maybe they're, like, medicinal. You never know. Because she has, like, a bunch of pill bottles. A bunch of pill bottles. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the guys, um, I feel like Walt's usually in a suit. Yeah. Uh, and and when the when the boys are working like the director mm-hmm. and the Sherman brothers they're usually in like button ups maybe a vest or a sweater. Mm-hmm. I really like it when like I don't want the color red and he looks down like one of the I think it's Jason Schwartzman <laughs> yeah. he's wearing a red vest so it's like oh. <laughs> I really enjoyed the one the dark haired secretary's little outfits like she had great yes um, like because they were just like pastels pastel yeah like salt like the queen's outfits kind of where it's like all one color with a great little like uh tracy turn blad bob yes yeah she had a good bob going yeah i liked her outfits (laughs) yeah because i really did like her premiere dress was like very simple but it was it looked classy it was good it was good aaron yes what would you review this movie at i did really enjoy it uh it's very emotional at parts like i said like all this stuff i mean who doesn't the the dad stuff of dying and calling feral on a horse it's a lot for to handle uh (laughs) and i did like all the present day stuff i liked the past stuff i thought Mm -hmm. emma was great in this like she had so again she had like the strong character um i love me some tom hanks so i'm going to give this movie four carousel rides Oh, mm-hmm. that's can we give it the same number? Uh, yes, of course. If I have different reasoning, okay. Yeah. Um. So I was kind of thinking, I follow someone on Instagram who does like restaurant reviews a lot, mm-hmm. and she was like, "How does it make you feel?" That's oh, like the last okay. question. Like, how do you feel? So I was like, I'm gonna. Um. So I was thinking about sense and sensibility. I gave it four and a half atlases, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just because like if you feel good at the end, like yeah, they're all there's a double wedding. Yeah, she gets to be with. <laughs> Edward Ferris, the right Ferris brother. Yeah. Um, but this one, like, like we were saying, the last scenes, like, is her crying and like still working this out in the movie theater. Right. And uh, it's just a little more mellow at the end. So I'm giving it uh, four cups of tea. I like it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tea is balm for the soul. Don't you agree? Yes, quite. <laughs> but yeah, this one, this one's a drama, and it, but I feel like it's a really good biography movie too. Yeah. Like. I mean, I think it's, it shows you a story that yeah. you would never have thought of to look right. into. I mean, yeah, because it's just something that is so iconic in our culture is Mary Poppins that mm-hmm. you know all the songs and you know, you know, Jane and Michael Banks. And, you know, again, so iconic that they made it again, which also is very cute, which right. we saw. Fun side fact. We saw Mary Poppins yes. return for Mary's uh, bachelorette party. <laughs> But That's there was right. a snowstorm, so I couldn't be there. So I went to Mary's sister's house. And while you guys were, like, dressed up, having fun, me and your sister went to Mary Poppins Returns by ourselves while your brother-in-law oh. stayed home with the children. <laughs> so I was I, I nice. did the thing that you were doing just many, many yeah. miles away from you. And not wearing a fun hat. And I didn't get yeah. to wear a fun hat. I'm sorry. <sighs> Now that you've heard what we think, we're going to give you some uh, what other people think. So these are Amazon reviews. We've got a five-star review and a one-star review. Now, usually whoever gives yeah. them the most stars gets through the five-star, but we gave the same. So I'll do the five-star because you got to do it last time. That sounds fair. Okay, that sounds good. So this is a five-star review from Black Adder. And entitled mm. A Great Performance by Emma Thompson, reviewed in the United Kingdom on August 31st, 2014. Oh, so pretty soon after the movie came out. 
This was a really stunning performance by Emma Thompson as P.L. Travers. The film reminds me of Titanic in that we know the ending but enjoy the performances (laughs) as we go towards it. The sequences of Travers' early life in Australia were somewhat of an intrusion, but necessary Hmm. when Disney uses this to remind Travers of her father. Uh Colin Farrell is not my favorite actor, but was passable in this. (laughs) Very different from your review. I like how they still gave it five stars. I don't know. At the end, Colin, they have like the little flashback of him riding the horse and he's holding yeah. his daughter and majestic through the Australian outback. How do you not like that? All right, Mary, you try. Yeah. What okay. You got? Uh, the one star review. This mostly true story did not need to be told on the silver screen. It was reviewed in the United States on September 9, 2017. This is a tedious and unpleasant to sit through movie about a relentlessly nasty and thoroughly dislikable person. The audience is supposed to slowly begin to sympathize with her as more of the justifications of her nastiness are revealed. But the screenplay takes much too long to get to any point where you would even want to like her. If you think you might be interested in this movie because you like the Disney movie Mary Poppins, you should stay away and hold on to your memories. If you like the female lead, you will end up despising her. If you like the male lead, you will find nothing in this movie to bolster your opinion. In sum, as a moviegoer, you will experience two hours of discomfort and about two minutes of heartwarming. Yikes. Ah. That was like one of the roughest ones, I feel like. They were that very... was really rough. I didn't like that. No. Um, but I like that you are listening to us, so thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. If you want to email us any thoughts or opinions or or if you have a famous uh, Emma movie that you'd like us to talk about or something that we missed in this movie, you can email us at allmymoviespodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at allmymoviesshow. And we're also on Facebook at allmymoviesshow as well. Very nice. So now, Mary, would you leave us, please, with these thoughts straight from the movie poster okay can i do my dick van dyke impression of course <laughs> or my bird okay where her book ended the real story began no that was terrible <laughs> no okay <laughs> that was so bad thank you for listening to the all my movies podcast remember to review subscribe and follow erin and mary on twitter at all my movies show <laughs>